and welcome to episode 40 of More, a podcast designed to inspire, encourage and support women to make changes both big and small in their lives. This week we're talking to an amazing speaker and motivator and PT, Angela Paul. I'm Jo Merritt, I'm a wellness advocate for Deterra Essential Oils. I'm also a full mother mum of two teenagers and I live just outside London in the UK. And I'm Serena Novelli, a busy mummy of five and a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach, also based here in Surrey. So today we are speaking with the gorgeous Angela Poole, who um, I have come to know and Joe has come to know as being infamous on Instagram for her motivational raps. She is a PT motivator and a speaker. But before she tells us all about that, Angela, would you like to lead us in with one of your special raps? Oh, of course I will. Here it goes. I'm having a chat with these girls who have become such special pals about being a woman and so much more. And I'm ready to open the door to what goes on behind the scene. So this woman is ready to come clean. It's all on the Moore podcast. Lady, it's Ladies, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> Yay! That was love. You did it amazing. Few... It's scary when you're doing it for, well, for something, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, because I only wrote this literally about an hour ago. Right? No. Yes. I've only read it through a couple of times. And normally when I record raps, I make mistakes and I re-record them. So that was live. Yeah. That was definitely live. And it was amazing. Like. Life is live, right, Angela? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Tell us who you are, Angela. Tell us about yourself. Okay, so it's my, I feel like my life has evolved and changed so much over the years. And through sure. challenges... It does. Yeah. So I think through challenges in my early, younger years, um, some of you may know or don't know of me, uh, you know, I had a, a traumatic event happen in my 20s where I was attacked by a dog and that physically, and it was, and it, at the time, mentally scarred me. But through that, I think I was led to the path of personal training because actually I was always interested in it, but never thought of it as a career. And that's where I sort of started. Obviously, you can hear from my accent. I'm from South Africa. And then I was personally training in South Africa and then moved to the UK in 2011. Carried on that journey, uh, but it's led me into lots of different pathways and having a child with special needs and having to deal with that and moving to another country, which was absolutely daunting. And for the first two years being pretty unhappy here, I have to be honest about that. And getting over that, getting my mind in the right place, I think my, that's why you said in the intro, motivator and speaker, and that's kind of where I'm leading now, though I'm still personal training, um, I'm leading in another direction because I found that the more I was open and honest about my journey and sharing things and these reps yeah. became, it, it, it didn't happen by accident. It literally happened about a year and a half ago. I, <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, uplift people in some way and give them something positive for the day. And that's oh, how you so do that. You always make me <laughs> Thank smile you. when I watch them. <laughs> I mean, that's how it started. I mean, I, I'm not doing them every day anymore. I've decided this year, you know, in lockdown, goodness, what else have I got left to say if I just stayed home all day? So 
I'm keeping them to just special occasions now, but that's how the raps evolved. And I get such a wonderful response out of them. I've realized yeah. that, and I still get responses from people and I, I've made so many wonderful connections online with people that, who I've never met before, sure. you know, and I realized that that's where my life is leading now. And I tend to be able to motivate people and, and people seem to be able to want to talk to me and, and I've always been a talker and I've learned how to be a listener now. I think that's the, <laughs> that's the thing to And it's hard. It's hard for me. I mean, I, I see you, Angela, as, I mean, you're quite an influencer on social media. To me, in, yeah, my, in my eyes. She's got a big following, huh? What is it? What is it you think you are? Like, what is it in you that people connect with? Because they absolutely do. I don't know. You know, I, I, you know, I like to feel proud of myself. But, you know, it's the whole sort of, um imposter syndrome at times where you feel like am I that special isn't there someone else doing it just as well but people yeah I think we both and and you know this morning I had a client on zoom a PT client and I tend to the clients I've got as my I don't have a lot of clients at the moment and they've become people I really get to know and they, they tell me their stories and they tend to always feel better at the end of it and I've obviously got something in me that lets people feel at ease to be able to talk to me about these things you know and I think I try and reach out to people too you know just if I see that they are in trouble or something um and maybe I can share some light on it I'll just send them a little message and I'll go how are you how are you doing and and you know recently I think to Joe I spoke to you like this uh, during the week and how my start Mm -hmm. of my weekend started off awfully you know just having to deal with a child that wasn't listening and you know I'm normally this positive bubbly person that everyone sees and people just expect that and I had planned to do things on social media and it just didn't happen and then I sat down a couple of nights ago and I thought hang on a minute things don't go to plan nothing goes to plan in life you know um instead of absolutely yeah instead of posting what I was going to post why not just be real and honest and say listen this is how I was feeling. Um, I'd gone on Instagram stories and spoken about it. And while I was sitting, I just took some photos of myself <laughs> with the various range of emotions I'd felt during that day. And I shared that. Sure. And you, the, the what I didn't post, post. Yes, exactly. And actually, <laughs> yeah. I was real and honest in the post. And I said, you know what? I've had an awful couple of days. This is what I've had to deal with. I've been agitated, edgy, um, you know, feeling because he was lacking focus. I was lacking focus. I couldn't get things done I wanted to do. And I was just... And I must admit, this lockdown and last lockdown, I found myself posting increasingly, not all the time, but posts where I was very frank Mm. about how I was feeling. And if it was low, it was low. If it was grouchy, it was grouchy, you know? Yeah. And I got such a good response from people over that post, you know, and I said to them, here I am, no fancy... fully um, uh, message or caption, no bright, colorful pictures, just me showing my emotions. And yeah, I just, I got such a good response. And I think, um, you know, people have said recently, and I think, I don't know, it's it's something that's have grown with and evolved over time. And, um, you know, I I try and find a topic that's really sort of um, pertinent at the time and address that. And people have often said, oh, you've hit the nail on the head. You seem to get it always right. Well, I don't always get it right. But, you know, uh, yeah, I just. Perhaps, um, Serena, we should get you to chip in here because you should explain from your point of view why you you wanted Angela 
to take poker in your book and like what what's the connection what does she offer oh that's the secret you see I can't tell you that (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you can say for for us when we were looking for so um, for those that don't know um, Angela is part of um, the Love Their Body Project second collaboration book Um, and when we were going through the applications um, we were picking out Mm -hmm. stories that you know that would resonate with people and for me personally obviously I know Angela um but Mm. for me Angela is one of those women who can instantly light up a room and she has a positive outlook on everything she does even like as she's saying even though she struggles sometimes she's usually that happy-go-lucky person and for me energy is everything right um we we if we're at a high energy vibe we're going to be able to manifest amazing things and for me Angela is that person and to be able to see her you know her journey and where she's come from and how she's got to where she is today I just find that really inspiring and so um she made the cut (laughs) oh you give me goosebumps (laughs) you know it's I must admit Angela when I when you I first heard you speak Mm. um, it was public I think it was an event and you talked about your story and it there's something about your transparency that that I really identify with you know like you you bear everything mm. and I and mm. I love that people can connect I with think that. that all comes from you know and I and address this you know having this traumatic event happen to me in my 20s I you know it, it it was an awful thing at the time, and I always uh, appreciate all the support I have of my family around me that got me through it, because I don't think I would have gotten through it on my own. But actually, yeah. you know, except for scars on my own, it's not, it hasn't left a lasting effect on me. I think my toughest battle is bringing up a child with special needs, because that is something that's yeah. impacted me from the time he was diagnosed at age five, and he's turning 16, on Sunday, sure. it's impacted me every single day. And, you know, moving yeah. to this country away from all my support, all my family, yeah. I was pretty miserable here at first. Um, my son struggled to get into the right school. He wasn't invited to parties. Um, I was alone. Um, and it was really hard going. And I think it was a conscious effort on my part, knowing how yeah. He was treated, how I was looked on, how I was judged. Uh, I tried to, and, and I think it's something that's happened over time. You know, I don't think I was ever, growing up, I was a happy-go-lucky person. But I didn't have anything go wrong in my life, really, to to push me in any way. You know, and those first... It does shape you. Exactly. It, it, it's a choice as well. What you mm. just said was really interesting, conscious effort. Serena and I have talked about it a lot, about this. It's a choice whether you reframe how you feel, what you think about how you feel. Yeah, and I, I definitely made a choice in my life. And because I made a choice that I was going to be around positive, uplifting people because I had negative energy at home in the form of my son. And I mean, I'm not yeah. speaking Ill of he, illy of him. That's what oh, it is. I I, I've said this before. Mm-hmm. It's often felt like an abusive relationship, but one I can't walk away from because he's my son. Yeah. Right? People say, find your tribe, don't they? Walk away. But when they're your, your family, your close exactly. family, your children, you can't just say, oh, I'm not having anything to do with you anymore because you bring me down sometimes. Exactly. You know? And that's why I made a conscious effort that I wasn't going to be around people that were going to judge me, my son. I mean, I didn't socialize with a lot of people and make friends with a lot of people when he was younger in this country because of it, right? 
And it's been right, easier right. as he's got older. And I've taken that step to step out of my comfort zone, to put myself in front of people, to meet new people. I've always been a friendly person. That's never changed. You know, I've always been someone that smiled, and but I was always the person that sort of held back a little bit. I would never take the chance. Yeah, when you say, you talk about the fact you used to be quite, quite shy, mm. even though you're friendly, you were quite shy. And I just think, yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> shy in a different sense of the word. Shy in that I would never be, if someone spoke to me, I would respond and I would talk and talk and talk, you know, very friendly person, but I would never be the instigator. Mm-hmm. I would never put myself right. in a room where I didn't know anyone. Right. And now I do that all the time. And I've forced myself to do it because it didn't come naturally to me years ago. And I think moving right. to a new country, uh, I had to do it because otherwise I'm going to left behind and I'm going to be unhappy. And I realized that in the beginning, because of my son oh. and because I was sort of, uh, not uh, including myself in things of my own doing in a way because also it was difficult having a son with no support. I couldn't always do that. Yeah. But now as he's got older, he doesn't need my support as in doesn't need childcare. I've been able to take those risks sure. and do them more. And, and I mean, I love, I think, I think that's the thing is that I love connecting with people. I love talking to people. I love meeting new people as much as, I enjoy still being on my own. I'm not a total extrovert. It has to be around people constantly to be happy. But yeah. I love meeting people. Um, yeah, I, I, I lived in Italy for two years. Um, and I was in my very early 20s when we moved there. And I had two small children. And I found it really hard um, to be in a completely different country. I was in the middle of the country, um, a countryside. There wasn't people there unless they were over, over 40, which at the time then made me feel really old um yeah because you, you you identify with having children a lot of the time is hanging around with yeah. other moms and other moms who are getting where you're coming from and you know you were in a completely alien situation and there's Angela who's got a child who's maybe having tantrums or whatever and and people are not getting it and you mm-hmm. see mums sometimes oh, yeah. themselves and and you see parents of children with you know with um behavioral situations that where they just they end up just not that's, going out that's exactly what home. I did you know I didn't really socialize wow. and it also I moved areas too and I think as soon as I moved to the area I'm in now and it started networking groups and meeting people and then as I said it became a yeah. conscious effort I remember it was a few years ago there was an event and I'd really been on Instagram and I was following this one particular woman for a while and she was a guest mm. speaker at an event and I didn't realize it was around just before Christmas oh, this must be about three, four years ago now. And it was a dinner club. And I didn't realize how small the event actually was. And I bought this ticket and I thought it was quite expensive, but it was a three-course meal and her speaking. And I thought it was an opportunity to meet other people. And I had to get on the train and go off to, I think it was Clapham area by myself, found this restaurant all on my own. Um, And I mean, I've been to London in and out on my own before, but this was different. And I kind of walked into this this little coffee shop that they'd hired out for this event. And there was only 15 people. So it was a small event. Walked in there. I did not know a soul. And this woman who was speaking walked up to me. And I'd communicated with her a little bit on social media. And she walked up to me. And 
we don't have a lot in common, but I just like her energy. She's only just had a child. She's only just turned 30. So completely not the same demographic as me, but she walked up to me, gave me a hug and said, I'm so pleased you came. And that just, just cracked the ass really, you know, because I thought, yeah. And I felt so inclusive. I sat speaking to people I had never met before. And it was such a lovely right. evening, but I forced myself to go. And, you know, right. I think many years ago, I might not have, because there was no reason I had to go. It was just something I wanted to do. Mm. And I think in a way, it is a conscious effort. And I've made a conscious effort um, to put myself out there more and to reach out to people. So what I'm really interested in from both of you, this is fascinating because you both had those experiences and both of you speak publicly. And so what I'm interested from both you and particularly you, Angela, is for anyone listening, we get, we, you've got people out there, especially younger or mums or people who've never done this kind of thing before who start running their own business and they end up in a situation where totally out of their comfort zone, they maybe do have to address a crowd, go into a room, you know, speak in a formal capacity where they maybe have not come from that background or that career. What, how would you, what do you say to people? Like, how did you make that that j- jump you know to stand up in front of a whole crowd of people you don't know and talk confidently eloquently okay so I I mean I had done some speaking at school but since leaving school I have never worked in the corporate world at all so I've not been exposed to that um I think no I think I have a slight aptitude to it my mother actually worked for a weight loss company and she was a lecturer for many years so I saw her, I used to okay. sit in on her lectures and she was brilliant. Um, yes, so having yes, a model, and having her, to, really see, things, to see her that. speak. And I had spoken, I had done mm. drama, speech and drama at school, so I had done it, but I'd never pursued it as such. I wasn't totally afraid of doing it. Um, but maybe the yes, seeds were there. It was mean? always something I mm. thought I was interested in, but I never pursued it in any way. And of course, then having a family and then moving here. But I think it is a conscious effort and I think the only the best way to start is in small groups so going to like just even a small networking group where I remember and I remember the first time just even introducing yourself in the circle and when it comes the spotlights on you you kind of stumble over your words and you think oh (laughs) my heart always yes and you know (laughs) I remember the one particular one I was at I had, they talked about a challenge or something that you had had to overcome. And I was very honest and I spoke and I spoke about my son. And I think I was even a bit tearful at the time speaking about it because when I speak about him, I've got so much better about it. But when I speak, you speak about him in the past, about some of the obstacles and knowing it's how tough it's been for him. I used to get so emotional. I used to cry every single time, right? Yeah. Yeah, And when I spoke like that and to see her on, looking at you uh, and the response you get is amazing. And I think the first time you heard me speak at that event that I had and I spoke about my whole journey and you look out into a crowd and you don't know whether they're getting it or not because everyone just stares at you, right? And some of them, (laughs) yeah, yeah. and some of them (laughs) nod your head, then heads and you think, okay, but are they thinking, oh, she's a fool or no, she's not making any sense. But it's afterwards when you have people come up to you and, and they go, oh, I just get it. I was in the same boat. Oh, that just spoke to me. When you hear people's response, that just gives me energy and motivation to do it more. Uh, I was just going to say, I 
I prefer to talk when there's people there, like physically, like at an event, rather than doing Facebook lives and things like that, because you can gauge right. that, you know, that you can kind of gauge how the room's feeling just a very little bit, like um, Angela was just saying, they might, you know, be nodding away or whatever. Um, and does that almost energise? Um, like you feed it's kind of that? like a, a, a signal to say, okay, you're on the right path here, Serena, you're doing okay. <laughs> But I did okay. take the step. Okay. Because you've done big ones, though, haven't you? Yeah, like, you can't yeah. See um, and that well. was scary. And even though I'd practised, I still hung on for dear life to my notes. Um, <laughs> but that was my own <laughs> demons. But like Angela as well, like she was saying, where she went to London um, and just walked into a, a crowd, um, not knowing anybody, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did when I met you, Joe, when we met at the Christmas party. I had no, I didn't know anybody yes. there. And the, and the fact that I didn't, are you serious? I didn't know that. You exactly, were like, like right? the party, <laughs> ripping up the dance floor. But the thing was, I just thought to myself, I'm going to go. I'm going to make an effort to go because actually I work on my own right. and I don't I don't get to meet people otherwise. And and secondly, sure. I can be who I want to be walking into that room. Nobody knows me. And so do you remember I was wearing my wig and I was just like, I walked in. <laughs> yes. I had no idea that was a wig. And then I went <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I love what you're saying there about you can basically nobody needs to know anything unless mm, you yeah. choose to share it with exactly. You. I think I, you know, and I, I've said this so many times. I was such a people pleaser when I was younger, and I and I don't right. blame my parents at all for any of their upbringing. They were wonderful parents, loving parents, um, but they came from quite a conservative background, people that are not well traveled, and. Well, exactly. And I mean, I had a very happy childhood and I did well at school. But, you know, I was so scared of getting into trouble that I never did anything wrong because I couldn't handle the disapproval from my mother or anyone. Right. And I just never did anything wrong. And I excelled at school. But going forward, I think leaving school, I don't think it's put me on the right path because I just I never stepped out of my comfort zone. I, I wasn't. That's why I say talk about shyness. I wasn't totally shy. Um, I mean, I did I did lots of things. I was willing to try things. But I never really stepped out of my comfort zone and said, okay, well, I'm going to travel the world. Yeah. And, you know, if someone had said to me, oh, come with me, I would have gone, oh, okay, maybe I will do it, you know. <laughs> but I would never have thought about doing it on my own, you know. And I was such a people please. Right. And I think what's changed is, and, and this is perhaps, first of all, moving countries, and another one is because yes. uh, you just have to make a conscious effort to fit in or just make your mark or it's sink or, sink or swim. swim. That's it, what I, I say guess. all the time. And it's the same with my son as well. You know, I for a long time used to look yeah. at other people and, and I used to think their lives were so easy. And I'm going, oh, they go away on holiday and their kids just do this and they play together. And, that, and I'm going, well, that's not my life. Holidays are a nightmare. Nothing right. that works out like I wanted to. You know, we can't do this and that. And yeah. I was in the comparison trap. And it, you know what changed is when I ha- just took the realization that, hang on a minute, this is my life, right? I've got to accept that this is yeah. what he is. I love him in spite of anything, because of it, actually, not even of in course. spite of it. Sure. And I've got sure. to do the best that I can do with the situation. And that's when I started to sort of... Yeah. And, you know, he can be a very negative person himself. And that's, oh, yeah, and that's why I have taken the stance of being positive because 
you know, uh, I've said to him sometimes, I said, you are draining my energy. I don't need this negativity all the time. You need to stop being so negative and see that not everything is so bad in the world and not everyone is out to get you, you know. Yeah. And exactly. I live with a, a daughter who has very, very similar tendencies and it, and it is draining. And yeah. it does feel like you're constantly trying to G them up and get them to see the positive. But equally, I have to try and remind myself that they are at the yes. I once was when I found it hard to have yes. a different mindset. And maybe well, that's, that's going to come for her, you know. Exactly. So I son. just need to, every time he says that, I try and spin it around all the time and I'm going, I can get you. And you know what? If he's if he's worried about something, I'm not going to dismiss it. I will address it. And I have seen him worried at times. Yeah. I'm not going to just dismiss it and say, I'm going to fix yeah. it. It's just, you just need to be positive. No, that's not the cure all for everything, you know. Um, but I yeah, do try yeah. and look and give a positive spin to things. And that's been a conscious effort of mine because, you know, out there in the world, because I've been surrounded by this negative energy, I don't need to walk out there and be surrounded by negativity, you know. So that's why I surround myself with positive people um, and try and have a positive outlook on, on, on life. And, you know, I mean, yes, I have my bad days. <laughs> but, um, and, and as I say, right. it's been a conscious, yeah, that's it's been a conscious do. effort. And I just see how, you know, he has been judged over time. And, and I've just got to the conclusion, and with this whole, the whole rap story is, you know, when my, I, I mean, my boys don't actually call it rapping because it says, mom, that's not actually rapping, you know. And I didn't realize that rap was more or less <laughs> of a, a poem. And it's, and it's quite strange because my mother writes poems and it has written poems for ages in cards. Oh. And She's a natural at it. I take her longer to come up with them. She's an absolute natural at it, but she doesn't perform them, right? And she right, just right. And you I are think a so. Well, this is what's so weird. Is because now <laughs> I think a few years ago, and I think I think Serena, this is where you know you may you say you prefer. I, I'm quite happy standing in front of a crowd, but when you're doing these kind of things, and the first time I did it was on an Instagram story. I'm not getting anyone going, oh, looking at me going, well, that's a bit weird. What is she doing kind of thing? And if it sounded horrible, I could just delete it afterwards. And that's where I took the chance with this. Right. I like yeah. for the same reason. It's yeah. me doing my thing. You can take it. And you, you know what? It. And I mean, I, I can't have any, had any negative feedback from it, but I just don't care what people think. And I never would have done that right. years ago. I really Right, so the, I have to ask yes. you before we go, because what you've, you have shown us and talked about different facets of your adulthood. You talked about being, you know, when you were younger and then in your 20s. And, but this is all still authentically yes. you, yes. Angela's mm. journey. All right, Angela at 20, Angela at 30. And I want you to now explain how your latest project well, has come about. Being in a well, the original woman, woman well... That was something that I wanted to build a community around women and help them build their confidence, step out their comfort zone, exactly like I've done, talking from my own personal experience rather than yeah. being a life coach or coaching people, just talking from my own experience and giving them a community feel. And initially it started off as the Victor's Tribe and we had a problem with trademark issues last year. And it took a lot of soul searching and we've I've come up with this new name, which I've mm. trademarked now called The Original Woman. And I think that sums up me and who I am, uh, you know, being an, a real and authentic. And I think we've spoken about Joe, how, yep. you know, you can be real and authentic, um, but still grow and still evolve. 
you know, and I'm still. Sure. sure. And, and the person you are at home and the person you are at work. Well, exactly. Totally exactly. Still you. I mean, my son still says you. to me, why do you sound different? You put on a voice when you, because they follow me on Instagram, right? And they listen <laughs> on purpose. They listen back yep. to the rap or anything I do loudly while I'm in the room. Right? <laughs> Just to wind me up. But also, you know, and of course, then they tease me about my voice. And I go, well, to a certain extent, maybe I do. But I've got to be conscious of the fact that I've got to know that people can hear me, can understand me. So, yeah, maybe I do a little bit. But, you know, you do behave differently around certain groups of people. You know, where I talk with my friends versus with my husband. And, um, you know, I'm still being yeah. real to who I am. I honestly am. You know, I'm not. Absolutely. And that's why I particularly wanted to share this thing, this post this last week, saying am I having a bad day? Because I don't want the people to think that I'm just positive all the time and there's no way someone can be like that and I can never be like that. You know, I'm not like that 100% of the time. You know, yes, I try and have put a positive spin and try and turn it around. But if I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day, you know, and there's nothing wrong and with it. And there's the thing as well is we don't, it's so easy to quickly take a snapshot of a happy moment or like get the kids to pose if you're having fun. But when all hell is breaking loose in your house, you're not thinking, let's get a snapshot of this. Let's <laughs> so we can share Well, it. that's the thing. <laughs> and, and when you... Do you know what? Actually, you just reminded me because Amelie's prom pictures, the ones of her stood next to me were all smiles. But in between. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I think naturally we're wired to be attracted to beautiful things. So we want to see the beautiful picture, don't we? I mean, it, it, it's human nature that when we're scrolling through something, we're going to gravitate to something that, you know, is bright and colorful or does something to our senses, you know, um, Right, but uh, but then of course that's the danger of social media. That yes, we buy into thinking that I, I think all the time. you yeah. know people. It's just a case of the caption or the writing being on point, and for people getting to know you and have a vested interest in you, you know, um, and that takes a bit of time yeah. for people to get to know you. Really, I think, and then they start seeing who the real person is. And so, so sum up for me, Angela, what you want. Any woman who is involved with your community, the original woman, to feel or be able to feel or feel permitted? Yeah, just being able to embrace the individuality, you know. It was something that was mm, said to me yeah. years ago, too. And it was actually a guy that was dealing with some social media and website design for me. And I kept on saying, oh, I want it to look like this. And so-and-so does it like that. And he says, so what he says you've got to find your story tell your story and be you you know and I think the more that I've done that the more meaningful connections I have made and I think that's what I think sure. people need to hold on to I think people think that they don't have a story to tell because they've led a boring life and you know I haven't I've had a few incidents happen in my life but I can't say I've had this worldly knowledge and traveled the world and know so much uh, like so many other people have sure. But everyone's got some story to tell, you know. Uh, and I think Definitely. you need to embrace that. Embrace all your little funny quirks and traits. And sometimes you may dislike them, but that's what other people love in you, you know. Uh, and I think yeah. we need to, and again, I think there's this idea that if you're made up and you put a lovely dress on um, and you put makeup on, then you're hiding and you're not real. And I don't believe that because, again, it's different personas. You know, you can be lo love to dress up, but 
different exactly sides different sides yeah. of you you know and even if you want to have a bit of cosmetic surgery do it because you want to do it not because you want to look like someone yeah, else I've been all for you know um do it sure, because sure. yeah I'm, I'm not against it but I, I you know I don't think you should become clones if everyone looks like that so I must look like that you know um yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. hold on into your individuality don't be afraid to put yourself out there and step out of your comfort zone i think that's the big thing as well you know <laughs> i feel really excited i love it whenever i talk oh, about it, I come away well thank really you <laughs> it's amazing it's been so lovely and so thanks for sharing everything thank you. with us i think you managed to pack three hours into about well you set out to be clear and concise <laughs> and short which is not me normally <laughs> yeah because i know i know a short girl. <laughs> amazing no, thank, thank you, you so, so, it's been a so pleasure much. Oh my gosh, she was amazing, wasn't she? Oh, she really was. Yeah, I do love Angela. She's just got that energy vibe, right? She's she just like it oozes from her all of that glorious energy. Right, it's like she's grounded but up there with the angels at the same time. Does that make make sense? Her energy is just phenomenal. Absolutely, yeah, I get it. And she brightens up the room as well, doesn't she? Because we've both met her personally. Oh. We both. Um, networked in the same places as her we've seen her chatting um her and... smile lights up a room definitely and her raps make me laugh all the time <laughs> i can't believe she did one for us it was amazing personal <laughs> one as well like just i feel us. really privileged don't you <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely it's so true though going back to what she was saying i've been accused of being um fake at times in my life by people close to me because i've changed yeah, and I I would defy anybody to say they haven't evolved as they've changed, they got older, aged, you know, had different experiences. Who doesn't? Exactly. I mean, if we did, weren't changing, like nothing, you know, nothing would ever change at all, like Absolutely. within any, any aspects of our life. Um, and we what? have different hats. We have many hats because yes. Yes. we have to, right? Um, you don't want to be mum when you're out with your friends. You don't want to be <laughs> who you are with your friends when you're being a mum. Um, you're a completely boss. different per- person when you're with your lover. <laughs> or the person on a night out in the office. Exactly. <laughs> that well. I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> Going into work the next day is always a bit of a cringe <laughs> after the Christmas party. No, I think if you can just understand that change is natural, but being authentic to who you are in that given moment in time is what matters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I try to make sure that I'm always me. Um, mm-hmm. but that me is different in different absolutely. situations absolutely totally agree okay until next time ladies go be you and go get more bye